Today we are introducing a new format to the podcast a little bit here called a mini-sode. So between episodes where we adhere to the typical format of picking an artist or band and telling the history of them, we're going to start doing these mini-sodes where we pick either a genre or song or issue within a genre and put a spotlight on it. So today, for the first mini-sode, we are going to talk about women in country music. And this is timely because our next episode, where we focus on an artist, is going to focus on a particular artist that I think is a good figurehead of this, I guess, movement or kind of topical thing that's happening within the genre right now. So it's kind of nice to have a background before we get into that conversation. So that's what I hope to do today. And this is the first time doing band splainer without a guest, which feels a little weird, but we're just going to roll with it. The women in country conversation is something that has been going on for for many years. It's kind of been a problem since since the beginning of country but over the past 20 years there's been a large decline mainly in radio play of songs by women artists or groups bands with women in them and the reason this is the focus radio play is the focus is because radio informs tours it informs financial opportunities it informs, you know, an artist's entire career, especially within country. There's a lot of similarities to pop radio, things like that. But today we're just focusing on this issue, which is women in country, particularly based off of radio. So I'm definitely not like the number one expert in this. Don't want to like claim to be or anything. But I've been working in country when I'm not doing a rock history podcast. I write mostly about country music for a few places. So I've been working in country since about 2017, writing about it since like the spring of 2018. And just in that short time, like basically two years, I've witnessed this conversation kind of be at the forefront of like every event I've been to everything that's happened and a lot has changed and a lot has not changed in that time there's a lot of people that have been talking about this for way longer than I've been involved so today I really just want this to be like a conglomeration of data information reporting all of these things in one place so you can easily understand the issue better. And I also really hope this podcast today serves as a way to understand the issue for people who are not as involved in country. So kind of what inspired this was uh, recently, last week or two weeks ago, Samantha B did a special on the women and country issue. And it was this like six, seven minute, very concise, really informative video. They came to Nashville, interviewed a few artists, interviewed a few artists and industry people about the issue and kind of brought awareness to a new audience. 
And what was surprising to me about this was every day I'm like super in this bubble of the Nashville country music industry where I log on to Twitter, everyone's talking about something like this. It feels like every single day, which is cool that it's a, a hot topic. I go to events and I'm talking to coworkers, other writers, and this is something that comes up. But I kind of went on Facebook, Instagram, uh, talked to some friends the other week and they were like, oh, did you see this thing? I never heard about it. Or they knew a little bit about it, didn't realize it was such a big issue. So I think what can happen when you're super involved in like a, a sphere of culture, you think that everyone is aware of what you're aware of and they're not. So I hope basically what I'm saying is that I hope that this serves as sort of just an explainer, like like bandsplainer, uh, for an issue that maybe is hard to understand or put together when you're not like super logged on to like country music 24-7. Cool. So to get started, why is this like even a conversation or a problem? The biggest, I guess, uh, precedent before we go into this discussion is that radio is still important. Like streaming is really big and Vinyl sales have gone up. Touring is where artists make money, touring and merch now. But in country, like with pop music, radio is still really important. And listeners, uh, they like what's familiar. So if you're only playing men on the radio, people come to only expect men on the radio. And women sort of don't have a chance from there. So we'll go into radio statistics, but it's really important to understand, like, Radio is the center of all other opportunities. If you have a number one song, you'll get a bigger tour. You'll get a bar on Broadway. You'll get more money, etc. It goes on. So there's a lot of uh, misconceptions also about this issue. So there's not one thing that could cause something of this degree to the point that women are barely getting played on radio, missing out on career opportunities, speaking out about it. There's not one event that caused this. And a lot of times people tie it back to the Dixie Chicks, which definitely was a sexist incident and the Dixie Chicks were right. But that's not what caused, like, it wasn't like the Dixie Chicks said this thing about the president and then all women suffered. And there are examples of sexism in country music as with any genre of music slash any industry slash anything in the world that women do. There's sexism involved. But there's examples dating all the way back to like the 60s and 70s, the most famous being uh, Loretta Lynn's song The Pill in 1975 was banned from like almost every radio station in America because it was like an anthem about birth control, even though it actually increased use of birth control in rural areas in America, it was a really informative song for a lot of women that wouldn't have heard or had access to that information otherwise. So there's a lot of examples that go from, you know, the 60s to today of women getting banned from radio or uh, having a harder time than men getting recognition, uh, which is sadly just the state of the union pretty much anywhere. But all that to say, th that wasn't what necessarily caused this. There's also definitely a cultural leaning to what is uh, what is known as bro country and now sort of boyfriend country, which is like the sentimental version 
of that. Don't really love that phrase. But that's also definitely not like the main cause of this. Uh, there's definitely a more white male conservative culture like overleaning a lot of country but I think it really counts a lot of people out to define the culture as that because first of all for example like in red states there's a lot of blue people and a lot of like gerrymandering goes into the reason places like this are looked at as red states kind of the same with country like you get an idea of what people think a country fan is but I think it's way more diverse um, and maybe the people that fall into other categories don't really get the same recognition. You know, it all plays into each other here. So I want to highlight a few people that I'm going to reference throughout the episode and kind of talk about like things that have gotten this conversation started and people who have been really big advocates um, and obviously won't name them all because there's a ton of great people doing really great work. But recently, this is also timely because CMT, actually yesterday, I'm recording this on January 22nd, CMT pledged that they, from that day forward, would have 50-50 parity between men and women on all videos played on all of their channels. So CMT has kind of for a while been a big advocate for uh, women in countries. So examples of that are Leslie Fram works for CMT. She's the senior vice president of music strategy. And she helped found the CMT Next Women of Country, which is a tour every year that picks a uh, kind of bigger woman country artist and a lot of up and coming women and takes them on radio and other just takes them to do shows uh, throughout the country for the year and kind of like advocates for their career. So that's like a big game changer. CMT has a lot of a uh, lot of power within this system. There's also a group, a collective called the Women of Music Action Network, which is Woman All Caps Nashville, who advocate for four things mainly market share, opportunities, resources, and equality through advocacy for women in uh, radio play and they do a lot of data studies and are a really big presence on social media driving forward this conversation. Another person is Marissa Moss who is a reporter, a freelance writer, but mainly has done a lot of this reporting on this issue in Rolling Stone and I'm going to reference a few of her articles um, and she is a really big uh, agitator, I would say, about the issue. Her name is pretty much synonymous with this and she's done a lot of really great, admirable work in this movement, over, especially over the past, I would say, like five years. Some other people are ch uh, the group Change the Conversation that holds uh, panels with a uh, women journalists and artists to sort of talk about these things and song suffragettes which is a woman only songwriting group that does showcases and basically is like a lot of women that help uplift each other uh kaylee shore was like one of the founders of that so a lot of those people have kind of graduated onward to being taken pretty seriously if not by country radio, by real country fans and journalists and people like that. So one thing that pretty much always gets mentioned as sort of a catalyst to why this became such a hot button issue in the past five years is this thing called Tomato Gate. And 
even if you're not like a super big country fan you may have heard about this but I like want to just like give the facts so it's not like a you know I hate like that this gets talked about so much but I do just want to like throw out facts about it so in 2015 I believe it was May of 2015 there's a radio consultant named Keith Hill and he gave an interview in Country Radio Aircheck, which is a monthly magazine that uh, has, it's like a trade magazine. It has uh, charts and statistics from radio every month. And also they interview a lot of industry people, up and coming artists. You get the idea. So he gave an interview and he was giving advice to radio stations. And he gave his advice that you should not play two songs by women back to back. Like, that's a bad thing. He also made this comment that women don't want to hear women. They want to hear male artists. Which you can imagine that quote got all kinds of, like, response on the internet. A lot of people were mad because I think there was an angle that a lot of people, like, uh defended that was like well women want to hear what they're attracted to which is like completely not true has been like proved wrong statistically over and over again since the beginning of time like so he made like the famous quote is that he said like country radio is like a salad and men are the lettuce and women are the tomatoes of the salad like they should just be sprinkled in in a good way these dumb comments made kind of got people really upset and got people talking about it and it hasn't chilled out since like it's pretty much like you know people have been talking about this tomato gate the fact that i'm talking about it now is still like a relevant player here in this whole uh situation but sadly three years after the comments in 2018 it was found that statistics for women in radio were even worse so like they're not even the tomatoes at this point they're like croutons or something like barely barely in there my favorite quote about this though is from the samantha b special that aired recently they interviewed margot price mentioned tomato gate and she said you say tomato i say fuck you which i think is great so we're going to get into actual statistics which may sound a little monotonous but we're going to focus on two studies specifically and then kind of talk about the effects of these statistics. So since the year 2000, which is 20 years ago at this point, there has been a 66% decline in songs by women artists played on country radio. That's huge. That's, that's a really big deal. And a big, I think, marker for a lot of people of how bad this issue was, was uh, there is a monthly top 20 billboard country chart there's usually not very many women in it to begin with like we're really talking sometimes two three and a lot of the times it's like a duet or you know whatever or a group that also has men in it which isn't bad but you get you get the point in december 2018 there was not a single woman in the top 20 billboard country chart for the first time in history since the chart existed So it seems crazy that this genre has been going for, you know, almost 100 years. People have been keeping tracks of chart and radio for so long, and we're so far ahead, it seems, as a society in all these other ways for women, yet now there's a decline. And so it's like this urged a lot of people to look into, like, the actual 
numbers and things going on here and like what's causing this. So in April 2019, there was a study. This is the first study I want to discuss. So in April 2019, there was a study released by the University of Southern California's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative study. It's the name of it. And here's some like quick facts from it, but I urge you to look it up because you can get the actual study and see the charts and all of that. Here are the statistics. 16% of country artists are women. So that's one woman artist for every 5.2 men that are artists. And I think this statistic, as far as I saw on social media and at panels I've been to and people I've talked to, there's been this uh, response by men in the industry and in radio that, oh, well, there's not a lot of women that want to be country singers or there's not women that are making country music. That's why. But really, you have to look into the cycle and causes of all of this. So it's just like... uh, people feminists have been talking about since the 60s but basically if the reason there aren't as many women is because of all the impediments holding them back from being on the radio or being artists so we'll get into causes after I kind of go over statistics but there's a reason there's only one woman for every 5.2 men and it's the reason is not women don't want to be country artists uh the you know the population is 50 50 men and women and there's actually a report released last year that as far as young guitar players go there's a majority of women that are actually uh or girls that want to play guitar so things like that are uh really iffy and there's like a cycle it's systematic basically so even worse is country songwriters are only 12 percent women and a large number of all songs that make it onto the top country charts are written by literally a handful of the same male songwriters. These songwriters aren't bad people, but when you have a small concentration of people controlling the narrative of an entire genre, you really get uh, sort of a warped view of what is what is the reality. So further findings by this study were that the average top female artists, this is like a top earning, uh, top songs, you know, artist is age 29. And the average top male artist is age 42. So basically women are not only having to get over all these hurdles, they're expected to be a lot younger when they're doing this whole thing and have less time basically to get to a higher level than men do. Men can have their career for 20 years before they're a number one artist and it's all chill and good. And another thing that we'll go into more in a minute is award shows are just as complicit as radio in a lot of these issues. So this study found that only 15% of nominees for non-gender specific categories, so that's like entertainer of the year, song of the year, etc., as opposed to male vocalist or female vocalist of the year, for example, at the ACM Awards in 2015 through 2019, so that's four years, were women. So that means 85% of all nominees were male over four-year period. So women, if they're not getting played on radio, don't get nominated for awards because people don't know their songs, they don't know their name. If they're not winning awards, they don't get booked on tours, they don't get put in museums. You get the point. And in 2018 and 2019 specifically, 
of the ACM Awards, zero women were nominated for Entertainer of the Year, which is, like, the highest honor you can get. And statistically, for, like, many years, not many women get nominated for that category. So the second study I want to focus on is a study by Jada Watson at the University of Ottawa, which was sort of consulted through by a woman, Nashville, the collective I talked about earlier. So in 2019, after the decline that we talked about since Tomatogate, 11.3% of all songs in year-end reports were by women. That's a very, very small percentage. 19% of... So looking at a years of year-end reports, 19% of all songs were by women, 10% of songs in the top 20 were by women, only 7% of the song of top 10 songs were by women, and 0% overall or like less than 1% were number one songs, and only 5% of number one songs were by like a collective male female duo or band. From 2000 to 2018, that's 18 years, the spin ratio of male to female was 5.5 to 1. So that's the average over 18 years. And in 2018 alone, when the study concluded, that year the male to female spin ratio, which is songs spun on radio across all the stations in the country, was 9.7 to 1. So that's 9.7 songs to every one song by a woman played on the radio in general. Um, And there's only so many songs that can be played in an hour, so. They also found that the top male artist has 6 million spins across all radio stations, and the top woman has 3.1 million. So that's half. And a way I really liked that this was reported was Bobby Moore and Wide Open Country put it as April's study show that the most spun female country artist between 2000 and 2018 Carrie Underwood, received half as much airplay as the overall most played artist, Kenny Chesney. So literally, even the most successful woman in country music is getting half the airplay as her male counterparts. So over this study, over these 18 years, the highest number of number one songs by a woman in one year was seven. So that's out of all the number one songs in an entire year, seven was the highest. And the lowest was one song by a woman made it to number one in a year. So these are cold hard radio statistics. I hope that wasn't super boring, but you see how bad the issue is. If you've ever listened to country radio, you'll you'll see it and Woman Nashville tweets out report where they will choose one radio and uh, listen to it all day or get the the uh, playlist from that day from their website. And it literally is like all men, one woman. And then like, 30 men, one woman. And it, it's ridiculous. And sometimes I'll do that. I'll be driving or sitting at home and out of curiosity, listen to mainstream country radio. I write about that music a lot, but I'm not like keen on listening to radio literally because of this reason. And it, it's crazy. You'll hear two songs by a guy, guys named Luke and one song by a woman in the same hour. And I remember one time in the charts, I I wrote an article um, in March of 2019 and looked over statistics. And at one point in the country charts, there were more songs that mentioned like either the word woman, girl, or bitch, or any of those than songs by women even on the chart. 
So it's really, really a problem and people are so fed up and there was not a lot of action until hopefully there's going to be more of a turn. But recently I feel like I've seen more concrete action on this. So the country culture in general, though, doesn't really cater to women. So as of spring 2019, I did some research and came up with statistics and there were 65 Opry members at the moment and only 18 of those were women. So 28% of all Opry members as of spring 2019 were women, which is a quarter and really it should be about 50-50 because I can name a million women country artists that deserve an Opry membership. The Country Music Hall of Fame was even worse in that there were 21 women out of 136 members. So that's 15% of all members were women, which is like even even less than uh, than the Aubrey. And if you break up duos and groups, that's 158 individual members and still only 21 women out of all of those people. Crazy. So now that you have the statistics, I want to go into bigger parts of the culture and why this affects women. So when women don't get played on radio and they don't get number one songs, they get less media opportunities. Every time there's a number one song, there's a number one party and every journalist in Nashville is there. I go to these like twice a month as part of my job and sadly it is so rarely a woman. I think the last one I went to that was a woman was Lindsay L on a duet with another man, which is a great song. And the one before that was Carrie Underwood, and I can't tell you before that, and Carrie Underwood was in October of 2019, I can't tell you before that the last time I went to a number one party for a woman. So they get less media opportunities, they get less opportunities to go on tour and all of these things. Um, a really good concrete example of the issue with women in country is Lower Broadway in Nashville. If you've ever been there, you've probably seen all of the bars named after country artists. This is like a great economic opportunity for those guys. They usually do it through another company, but if their name is on all the merch and the menus and the drinks, uh, they're making a pretty penny from that. So a few of the people that have Broadway bars are Alan Jackson, Luke Bryan, Florida Georgia Line, Blake Shelton, Kid Rock, Dirk Bentley, and Jason Aldean. Coincidentally, all of these people were in Forbes 2018 list of highest paid country artists. The reason they're the highest paid is because they're getting more radio play and more opportunities to be the highest paid. Um, so not a single woman has a bar on Broadway, but there is a woman's butt on Kid Rock's sign on his bar on Broadway. So that's like a really uh, sad, like concrete example of how country seems to treat women. On January 16, 2018, Marissa Moss wrote an article that was published in Rolling Stone called Inside Country Radio's Dark Secret History of Sexual Harassment and Misconduct. And this, she talked to 30 sources for this. This is like an amazing piece of journalism. And what the conclusion was, was this the things that were detailed in this article really went to explain why women aren't getting as much radio play. Anyone that's sort of in the music industry kind of knows, but just in general, radio works by doing radio tours. So this is for rock bands, pop bands, whoever. Usually your management, PR people, whatever, take you on a radio tour across the country. 
you're talking to radio people, you're pushing your song, you're advertising, you're playing shows for them, you're networking. You know, it's an industry that runs on networking as, uh, you know, like pretty much everything does. And in this article, she detailed some really horrible things in these radio tours where it was like actual sexual harassment and touching and misconduct that was happening that women were expected to adhere to. And in another report at CRS 2019, which is Country Radio Seminar, which I'll get more into, Marissa Moss was talking about an unofficial event at this conference, which I was also, I was at this conference and saw a lot of, uh, a lot of things. They were talking about why women aren't getting radio play. And here's the quote from the actual article is another popular response was that Musgraves, for instance, won't do the promotional things radio expects, especially a woman artist to do. As one attendee put it, he did not elaborate on what those things are. But if you look at this article, you kind of get an idea. They are expected to do things that male artists aren't expected to do. I would recommend reading it because I honestly don't have the stomach to talk about a lot of this stuff out loud. So CRS is sort of symptomatic, but also part of the cause of all this. Country Radio Seminar happens every year in Nashville in February. It's a huge conference where pretty much everyone in country radio is in one place. There's a lot of panels. A lot of people talking, a lot of unofficial events. It's also in a hotel, which this article talks about. Women artists are expected to go up to hotels to quote-unquote network with people, hotel rooms, and uh, at these unofficial events, a lot of lines are blurred, and it's really hard to network when you're not maybe have like the protections a male artist does. Also, This conversation's been going on for a while, as I noted, and in 2019, as of 2019, CRS made no effort to really put a spotlight on women in country during the the seminar, which is three days, and not until the final day did the director make any mention about, like, we don't have any rules against playing women, which is pretty broad statement, doesn't really go into the causes of this whole situation. So I think that's kind of, kind of the worst of it, if that explains it. And then I guess uh, as far as events I've seen, so a lot of women are, have been fighting back about this for a while. And Casey Musgraves record pageant material, she has a song called Good Old Boys Club about, I don't want to be a part of your boys club. And even though Casey Musgraves has always been a little bit anti-establishment, Part of this is because of the sexism she's faced. She didn't even promote any of the songs from Golden Hour uh, for radio upon its release until Rainbow and all of that uh, because she knew she wouldn't get radio play because of this whole system that we're in. And a lot of awards shows, there is a disparity between the women even nominated for awards and men. But uh, I, my first assignment for one of my jobs in 2018 was attending the CMT Artist of the Year Awards. And they did a really good job of, uh, you know, honoring women, I guess, where Loretta Lynn was the getting the highest honor that night and everyone else was a woman country singer getting an honor. But it was kind of the first event I went to that was so, like, fervently stuck on this topic And uh, I interviewed a lot of people that night, but two of them were Sarah Evans and Martina McBride. And to hear, I think it's a little 
different to hear younger artists talk about something and then artists that have been doing this for several decades. Not that it's any less important, but it's interesting that these women who used to get airplay all of a sudden aren't anymore. And so it's really crazy. Sarah Evans, uh, she asked, like, why aren't they playing women anymore? It's very disappointing. And a really funny quote that's not funny, but Sarah Evans put it very point blank. And she said, what has happened to the quality of country radio and the music itself? We need to just get it back to the way it was where country used to be the best lyrics and the music of substance that really told great stories instead of talking about a girl's ass in tight jeans down by the river under the moonlight with a beer in a truck. I mean, come on. And I think the overall theme from all of these interviews I and others did that night was that women were fed up and like really disappointed that they used to have songs on radio and all of a sudden they're like blacklisted from their own genre for no reason because there's now all of a sudden a culture of like only playing men on radio. That night Karen Fairchild of Little Big Down got up to accept her award and kind of made a little wave, it was pretty awesome to watch, where she had her phone out, had a list of like dozens of women artists and was like, hey, just in case anyone's listening, here's all the women you could be playing on radio. They're there for you to support if you want to. And on national television named out all these people, Margot Price, Lily Mae, Tinnell Towns, uh, Rachel Wemmick, all these younger country artists. And like, it was basically a way of saying, hey, like, here's a person with a lot of influence telling you who you should be supporting. And if you don't, that's when we have a problem. If there are other people talking about this and you choose to ignore it, where do we go from there? Another example of like an award show snub was this recently, the 2019 CMA Awards, which are like unarguably like the biggest award show in country. They had a theme of like honoring the women of country. So Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley usually host it, but they had Reba and Dolly come in. It was a huge deal. And Carrie Underwood was the only woman nominated for Entertainer of the Year, which uh, women really don't get that many noms for. And she was expected to win because a lot of the other people had already won. Garth Brooks, you know, like had his prime. All these people that were nominated have won a lot. Carrie Underwood did a national tour. She had a 360 stage. She brought out other women on her tour. It was pretty amazing. And she did not win. And it was really a big cultural moment for country because this whole award show was set up as a way to honor women and then even though you don't want the votes to be rigged right but the people that vote in these awards are people that work full-time in country music that are respected in country music and they didn't vote for Carrie she didn't win Garth Brooks won which like I love Garth went to see him live recently but Carrie deserved it and it just seemed so ironic that everyone seemed like they were making an outward effort to support women, but then when it came time for the numbers to back it up, it didn't happen. And, you know, there may be other reasons for that, but for me, it was more symbolic, and I think that's why it's worth mentioning. I think a classic example of everything I've just talked about is sort of Casey Musgraves, who I get is like, you know, there's a million artists, but she's a really popular one, and uh, she won Album of the Year at the Grammys, you know, she won Album of the Year at CMA, but she literally didn't get any radio play until Rainbow, which still never made it to number one or anything. So it's just crazy that there are a ton of women artists out there making 
fantastic music that's no no less better than men's to me it's like what i prefer to listen to is the stuff they're making and they still can't get on radio play this totally disqualifies the argument by radio programmers that they play the best music or they don't pick by gender because if you're picking mostly men you're picking by gender if you're not playing music equally by gender and you're actually not playing the best songs and you're playing a bunch of repetitive uh pop country songs that are all by men you aren't picking the best songs. I just think those arguments are so played out and there's really no excuse at this point. The other day, a Variety magazine writer tweeted something about the women and country issue and Michigan radio station 98 WKCQFM tweeted them back and said, we cannot play two females back to back as if that was a rule. And we heard this argument earlier that I talked about with uh, Tomato Gate. And uh, it's the tweet was deleted. The parent radio company said that's not a rule. But that goes to show how deep this is in the culture. Like, people act like it's illegal or something to play two women in a row on the radio, but not to play ten men in a row on the radio. It just doesn't make sense. So, that is pretty much all the hard data I have to offer you today. You can do more reading on that because it's all out there. I just wanted to put it all in one place for people that aren't, you know, logged on to country music Twitter or work in country music to, like, understand how bad this issue is and, like, how ridiculous it is that, like, not a lot has been done. CMT has made a huge effort, and I think a lot of people, like CRS and big radio companies, should, like, follow suit and try to do a 50-50 thing. I actually used to produce a country radio show, and without telling anyone... Uh, I was given I was given a lot of songs that I had to play or whatever, but without making a big deal or pretty much ever mentioning it, I always played 50-50 women, men, or as close as I could get to that, and there was never really a problem, so I really don't see people having an excuse to do that. So in conclusion, I'm going to make a playlist of women and country that you can listen to that are making music that's pretty much on par with their male peers that aren't really getting radio play. I think there should be concrete efforts, deals, proclamations made to play more women on radio and efforts like taking women out on tour, like Carrie Underwood took Runaway June and Maddie and Tay on tour. That gives them a huge platform for new fans and more people who will buy their music. Streaming informs radio, record sales inform radio, radio informs everything else. Some artists like Luke Bryan are actually taking women out this year. That should be applauded. More people should do it, though, because not enough are doing it. A lot of these tours are all white, straight, male dudes. So that's the issue with women in country. The underlying issue on top of that is there isn't much of a conversation about inclusivity of other minority groups or other people in country. So we also have this whole fight to go about for... Uh, black people in country, queer people in country, people of other races in country. And before you think, oh, like we talked about earlier, not as many women want to be a country artist. Uh, there's plenty of like queer country artists, black country artists uh, that are making music right now, which I'll also add to the playlist. But I think there needs to be a bigger conversation that we can start with women, but we need to reassess how this entire system 
system works and this genre works. And I think that can be applied to a lot of genres, but country has a long way to go and there's a lot of people agitating for change. That's pretty much all I have to say. Thank you for paying attention to all of that. And if you want more resources, reach out to me and I would love to send you like a giant Google Doc I have of articles and hopefully I'll get to write and talk more about this and hopefully like we won't have to pretty soon. So that's it and thank you for listening.